Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Happy, happy new year. All right, this is the season. This is the time. My name is Elisa Keaton, and I don't know if it's your first time here or your hundredth time here. I'm so glad you're here, especially for such a time as this. I always say to our our gaggle of fitness teacher, gospel preacher, instructors in Revelation Wellness, um, this is our time. Like this is, it's it's in the air. It's the time on earth that everyone gravitates towards the hopefulness that something new will happen this year. And I want you to know, I want you to take back the joy of that statement and the truth of that statement. And I want to also encourage you to let go of what hasn't happened in the past to be fully here now. Uh, it doesn't mean that we are going to... Um, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about integrating our story, about um, we don't want to dismiss our past, but we don't want to have a shame over it either. And I think that's what that shame, that hurt, that pain that returns over and over keeps us doing the things we don't want to do. So I'm really excited about the message I have for you today as we move our bodies, listen to God's Word, some inspirational music in the background to kind of keep... Honestly, the music just kind of occupies the side of the brain that needs something so that you can open up the heart and the mind to hear truth in a deeper way, especially as you're moving your body. So my name is Elisa Keaton. Um, the exertion level today is just just go. There's no, in, there's no intervals. It's the first, uh, January 1st, the new year. Don't do the mistake that most 80% of the people do is they do so much so fast, so quick. It's really, it's the flesh is so hungry for change that they're willing to to do it all. And then it's just too much. (laughs) So this is about a 30 minute podcast once we get going. If you only do 10 minutes and then do another 10 minutes tomorrow and just continue it, that is wonderful. Please throw off that all or nothing principle or mentality, it, it doesn't work. And in fact, we know that it is the, the slow, the steady, the enduring faithful that take the crown. <laughs> it's not the first to get there. You want to be here for a long time. You want this to come down into a foundational place you can build on. So today's workout is more of a build on place. Um, so just go move your body. That's all. Don't um, some of you need to take off your calorie counters, your heart rate monitors. Don't uh, you can wear them, but don't let them dictate you. Don't let them boss you around. Okay, we're we're done with that. We're not doing that anymore. So, a couple things I need you to know. Um, hey, if you live in San Dimas, California, anywhere near that, I'm coming live. In two weeks, I will be at a live event we call Rev on the Road. I'll put the link in the show notes here. Um, it is a $10 ticket to get in. It is a two-day wellness event, freedom event. Like, honestly, if you're anywhere near it, this is the ticket to ride the freedom train this year. We are going to blast off into 2018 with this fresh anointing, a refreshing of your spirit. Uh, I think it will set you off on the right foot like nothing else. No attending a Weight Watchers or watching another, um, you know, reading another blog. It's all good, but I want to take you higher. Let's let's come together in live flesh and blood, and there's uh, a power that happens there, a grace for that. So if you're anywhere near that area, 
Come, go get your ticket, reserve your space. Space is limited. And then Clean Harding is for everybody. Our 30-day Faith Food and Fitness Challenge. Faith first, then food and fitness. We are taking back clean eating. For 30 days, you will get a daily devotional to me, a step-by-step. We're going to renew our thought and our mind around food. We're going to, again, throw off all the misconceptions we have about obsessing or neglecting with it or how we've used it in the past or how the world says we're supposed to do it. Like... There's just no one way. There's no one way for you to eat or, or, or drink, and, and we want to get you clean so you can hear and, and see God in your own life move that is specific for you. But we got to clean out all the junk that's in us, and we get to have an extension of that with the food. So for 30 days, we will train together. I, I can't I'll just go to the link. It's any donation amount. We're suggesting $10. Gets you in. Closes on January 5th. Starts on January 8th. Last time we did this was over two years ago we did it. Um, It's all new workouts, all new menus, shopping lists. Like we have thought of everything for you. I can't, other than me coming to your doorstep, I can't think of anything else or more I can do to set you up uh, for a wonderful, peaceful, and simple step into the new year. So think about joining us. That um, again closes January 5th. Um, Just go over there and read all about that. Okay, one more final disclaimer before I go. This is going to be an interesting day today. Talk about a new thing. I will not be moving my body as I do this podcast with you, as I teach. Um, A surprising little thing happened with my left knee. It's all good. We're good. Saw a doctor, and I am to be on a rest for six days, which, if you know anything about my story, this podcast started because I was on a rest for three months with a broken foot. So six days is nothing. I'm cool with that, but I've never taught a revving the word where I'm not actually moving my body, Uh, but I know the Lord will be good to me and he's going to use this because I also know I was designed to bring you this message on this New Year's day. So um, if you're like, why isn't she breathless (laughs) compared to all the other ones? Um, But I've been told people like me being breathless because they feel like I'm in it with them. But today's podcast, today's today's class is going to allow you to have some space and time to reflect That is what we're going to do today. We're going to integrate our story. We're going to learn how story works, how history rewrites itself, and how it is powerful and useful. We don't want to dismiss it so that we can move forward. You can't go forward. If you don't know where you've been, you can't go forward. we got to look at where we've been, not shame it or despise it, but then move integrated into this new year. And it's actually very much how the gospel got preached in the early church, and it fascinates me. All right. So when we're ready to go, we will start the playlist in, nope, sorry, <laughs> I'm not set up yet. I got to get my, see, I'm, I'm all, I'm all uh, jumbled because I'm not doing things the way that I've usually done it. Okay. All right. We'll start the playlist in three, two, one, play. So all you're going to do right now is just begin to move your body. You probably, hopefully, we're already moving during that little introduction. So get into clean hearting, you guys. You got oh, four days left to join. There's nothing to lose. Ten bucks. Nothing to lose. And a whole lot of goodness for 30 days. Notice how your countenance fills. Are you hopeful? Maybe just take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale, ha. 
Maybe shake your arms a little bit, just shake out. If you already are trying to squeeze this, push this, force it, just notice that. Right, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. There's a yoke, but it's easy and light. What do you say? That's the invitation for 2018. Easy and light. All right, so was, well, let me pray, and then we'll give some context to what we're gonna do today. This is gonna be fun. You're gonna interact, you're gonna have some time. You're gonna train by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I'm just gonna set you up. So, Father God, thank you. Thank you that you, not, you have not left us as orphans. Thank you that you are the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Not just in a Christmas season, but always and forever. So we, we hold on tight to that. We release our bodies, we release our minds, we're exhaling in all these other places. And we wanna grab on tight to the truth that you're with us and you're for us. And you're transforming us by love. So we give you all of ourselves here, God. We're asking now, Lord, for an integration, for an interdependence upon you. Rewrite our history so that we can step into this new year with an, a joy, a celebration, an ability to have joy and suffering sit on the same side of the field and cheer us on. Integrated, God, that we're not scattered by the pain or the disappointments. Gather us together. Do the gospel work in us. The good news comes to us first and then it moves out through us. So let us, Lord, we just simplify today. We just bring it back to the basics today. Do what only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I was reading in Acts 13. I love Acts. Acts, it's a good place to start. It just shows how this, how this spreading of the good news started, how the church exploded after Jesus dies, resurrects, comes, gives the gift of himself coming back, resurrected. He's, He's seen by 500 people eating. I love that. I love that he says, come and have breakfast in John 21, 12, when he's walking on the shore, like after all this goriness, he's just like, hey, I'm here. I told you I was going to do this. Now come, let's eat some breakfast. (laughs) He's so good that way. It's not difficult. He's not difficult. He did the difficult thing for us. So we can have easy and light, but there is a yoke. So in Acts 13, as disciples again in the early church, just see how the gospel's spreading, how this Christian thing is taking shape. And it's so pure, you guys. Here's the thing that I know about it. It's so pure. These are just people who were met by the love of Jesus. They saw him. They were witnesses to this event. And it was the word of mouth, the testimony of who God is that set a world on fire, but not just the testimony, not just sharing of the word, but then the backing up with these signs and wonders that definitely helped. Now, whether or not you believe that miracles still happen today, I believe they do. And I have to stand on it because I'm here for your body. And I know our bodies hold 
bad news. It's a good body, but it holds bad news. And God can do redemptive, restorative healing work all the time. If the health world can tell us that stress is killing us, and that's just a fact, then God can come in and heal us of our anxious hearts. Eradicate the stress that we have so that we can be made whole, that we, our eyes can light up again. We can have life and we become the sign. And then we can pray others for the healing love of Christ to come into their lives and change them, that they become the miracle. I am a miracle. Everyone say that. I am a miracle. <laughs> You're a miracle. Come on, just some of you moving your body right now. It's a miracle. So in Acts 13, Paul stands up and gives his first sermon, his first ever. Now this is Saul who was killing the Jews, killing the, killing the Christians, I should say. He was a Jewish man killing the Christians for disrupting his control. And he stands up to give his first sermon. And this fascinates me because I'm like, what's he going to say? And here's what he does. He doesn't stand up and quote scripture per se. But what he does is he retells the story. And he says, men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with uplifted arms, he led them out of it. That's verse 16 and 17 in Acts 13. So he starts, he says, listen, let's take this back to the beginning. We all were once captive in Egypt. And we prospered there. Like we became, we were prosperous people because we were prospering, because of what Abraham had agreed to, because of what our forefathers had done. But Paul picks it up at Egypt of captivity. And he talks about how they moved into the wilderness. Come on now, this, I want you to start collecting your own life. We once were captive to thoughts. Thoughts, a story that held us captive, the pain, the hurt, the shame, right? We, we are Egypt days. It's in us. Egypt is in me. I still have some times. <laughs> and it pushed the Israelites into the wilderness where God met them and fed them and loved them, walked with them, guided them, corrected them. The idolatry of their hearts showed up. The wilderness is a beautiful place. So Paul shares the story of the wilderness, and then he shares the story of the inheritance of the new land, the promised. Hey, but we got this promised land. God came through and gave us, and then the people wanted a king, and so God didn't want that for them. God wanted to be the king, but he gave us a king, Saul, and Saul, as we know, did not end well, and then David was raised up, and from David, this Messiah came through this line of David. So he's telling the history, the history, the story. And these Jews are listening in the synagogue. Then he says, but Jesus, you all denied him. <laughs> you wrongfully killed him. He was the one. He was then. He was there. 
70s now. You killed them. Your darkness of heart. But God, the Father, resurrected him. Resurrection. This is the hinge point of the story. The people are listening. Wait, okay, yes, he resurrected. No, and actually, Paul says... verse 38 let it be known to you therefore brothers that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses we've been freed and he's saying you now have this this is offered to you this is the good news I'm saying to you here is the bad news you missed it. <laughs> Here's the bad, and he gave history though. He gave a story. And that's it. From there, the people's hearts were glad. They wanted to hear more. And then he says, yeah, and this isn't only for you, this is for the Gentiles, and they all increased. Do you hear it? This wasn't some big theology, this wasn't, he just said story. He put things in order for people. He integrated it. He didn't try to, well, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk, he, he didn't hold anything back. He said, this is what God always been doing. And so I say this to you today. Your story matters. And for us to move forward into 2018, let's look at these three markers that shows the life of Christ, that is the testimony. There's life, there's death, and there's resurrection. You once lived a certain way, you've died to that certain way of life, and God has resurrected you into a new life. Life, death, resurrection. This is the story. This is the rhythm of your testimony. There's life because life is gonna happen. God's not gonna give up on that. He will not put out a smoldering wick, so life cannot be shut off. Life, but then there's death. Bad news, but then there's resurrection. All right, so enjoying the movement of your feet. Well, go, I'm going to ask you some questions now to, to, to reflect on your story. Now, you could reflect on the last year or just your entire story. We're going to lay Christ's story over ours. life, the death, and the resurrection. Okay, here's the question. The phase one, life. I have lived a life. What things have happened to me or through me that have been nothing but an act of grace and have revived my joy for life? What things have happened to me or through me, even this past year or just in your story? Let's go, let's collect it, let's go, let's gather the story. This is how we make disciples, it's your story. So spend some time moving your feet, breathing. What things have happened to you that have been nothing but an act of grace?
Good job. Nice. All right, next question in this, this life you have. This is like kind of a celebration. Fred Hammond's backing it up. We're blessed. Oh, the life. It maybe even says, it's, you're, you're even thinking of God, I used to be, like I think to myself, I should be divorced. I used to be so huh, <laughs> demanding of my husband. Oh, everyone was the problem. <laughs> that was, this. he's given me new hope. <laughs> he gave me a way out. He parted the waters. <laughs> he saw me in Egypt, starving. And he parted the waters. A new generation come this way. <laughs> Next question in this phase of life, life that you've lived, and what he's brought you through. What truth has God revealed to me this past year that only he could tell me? Because, right, because the truth sets us free. He's the way, the truth, and the life. It's the truth, we need the truth. That's the good news that intersects my bad news. I was believing lies, bad news, but there's truth, good news. What truth has God revealed to you this past year that only He could tell you and you could receive? You know, no friend could tell you, no Facebook post, it all kind of helped lay the foundation, but what truth, what hinge point happened this past year? Take that to the Lord, ask Him. What truth has only He revealed to you that you could receive? questions are killing me <laughs> oh he said to me the only truth he could tell me you're working too hard you're trying to earn this nobody else could tell me that without me fighting for it right he had to reveal it to me receive it rest let me bring it to you Elisa abide there's a better way You've been doing good work, but there's more. Less you, more me. I can do more with your less. Would you like to do that? That was a truth that only he could invite me into. I would encourage you guys, share this. You know what? Even go on the podcast, leave a review, and just even write any of this email us let us know take an account take an account write these questions down final question in this this life phase right this truth that brought life to you confronted your lies but brings you life how does God want me to grow in a life filled with grace and truth 
this next year? How does God want me to thrive, grow in a life filled with grace and truth? Ask Him. Good job. All right, so that's all the goodness, right? Do you have your, that's kind of your assignment. There are no New Year's resolutions. This is your assignment to grow, to have more life. This is how you become the sign inside your assignment. You become a miracle that people go, what's going on? And then you grow bold that you want to pray for other people's healing, mental. Listen, this all started in our minds. We, we believed in the hope that something new could happen. That's a belief in the mind. But the heart's always wanted that. The heart has always been designed for eternity. So it's when the mind can agree with the heart, miracles happen. We become the miracle workers signs and the wonders that back the word and the story of who God is, was, and will be. All right, now we move into the second phase here of how we tell a testimony. Death. Because Paul talks about this was our life, this is what he did for us, and we killed him. (laughs) Paul. You know, only Paul could give this, because Paul could stand up and say, I killed him. I killed others who were living for him. But God, man, death. Question, what things have I died to in my life or continue to die to? Ask him, what things have I died to? or continue to die to. We can see the God you're moving A mighty river through the generations And human old will turn to Jesus Fling wide, fling wide, you heavenly gates. Prepare the way of the risen Lord. Singing, open up the doors in. All right, we got some things. <laughs> This is where Paul 
later can say, I got these thorns. They hurt. Death, you know, dying, suffering, never feels good. But whenever we feel that pain, we can be assured that there's something more in our story that we can relate to the sufferings of Christ, to put to death the deeds of the body. Don't be ashamed of those. Don't be ashamed of those. Those are the places, listen, when you have these places that you know you still need death to, you're not going to be able to do them by yourself. This is where accountability comes in. This is where you get feedback. How am I doing on this? Right? Because we're really good at adding stuff, but taking away, not so much. That's why clean hearting is going to be so powerful. We're going to simplify. We're going to take away, bring the choices down die back a little bit to our comforts, to our control. Just simplify death. All right. Next question in this phase of death. <laughs> okay, so Paul talks about, you know, you put him to death. You wrongly accused him but only to show you the darkness of your heart. So, right, so when some suffering comes for me, there's some darkness of my heart going on. What am I believing about God? Who do I say he is? Who does he say I am? What promises has he made? That's why I do most growth in suffering than I do in joy. Don't despise it. Don't create it. But when it comes, welcome it like the teacher it is. Turn up your worship. Worship will met will will mitigate it. Worship will help you from becoming bitter. It'll allow you to drink the bitter water that actually heals. He's good when it's bad. He's good even though it feels bad. So Paul talks about this, but then he brings in this good news by saying, we bring you the good news of what God promised to the fathers. Let it be to known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. This is the good news. Paul says the story. You killed him, but guess what? Forgiveness of sins is available. All of this can be wiped clean today. So here's my question for you. How has God forgiven you? What does your life of forgiveness with him look like? What's your rhythm of it look like? How are you exercising and walking out forgiveness with God and with others? Just ask the Holy Spirit. You know, and I love that this song is playing right now because forgiveness 
Repentance, it brings refreshment. It's not a shameful thing to say, oh, I got it wrong. <laughs> Lord, release me, release them. I'm under the weight of this sin again. My thinking, my feeling, it controlled me for the night, but I am here with fresh mercy today. Forgive me. I forgive them. I release refreshment. It, forgiveness rewrites history. Forgiveness turns the page. Forgiveness allows us to pick up our skirt and kick our heels and dance in the river of life. Life brings more life. Forgiveness. This is why when the people at the church of Pisidia or at the synagogue heard this, they were like, tell us more. This is what my heart needs to hear. That I'm not stuck. That they're not stuck. That, that I can be given freedom. Because that's what he even says. By him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which could not be freed by the law of Moses. Basically, that he's saying, listen, you're not free. You're under the law. It's that law that killed Christ. And that same law that you killed him, well, he resurrected. Because you just can't kill hope. You just can't kill life. You can't kill love. Yeah. And he's here to give you life. Life to the full. All right. Last question in this death place. Is there anyone I need to forgive in order for me to enter into a deeper surrender and walk with God? Come on. I want you to dance into the river. Is there anyone I need to forgive? Release. Let go. You know what? I have to let go of my kids over and over. I'm releasing them. They're about to become young adults into the world. Leave my home. Go to college. I'm releasing them. Can't control them. The more I try to control, the more I suffer. The pangs of death, the law cannot free me. But Jesus, forgive me. I trust you. They're yours. Who do you need to forgive? Man, that's just how I think forgiveness should happen. There should just be a joyful, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. This is why I must hear more. I must have more of this Christ in my life. More of this freedom, this forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins that frees us from the law so that we can be free, truly free. 
More of that, God. More of that this year in us. Do your miracle work in us. We are not afraid. Say that. We're not afraid. It's going to sting. It's going to hurt. This is why resolutions don't stick. Because as soon as it gets hard, people go, forget it. But not the people of God. We have our assignments to become the sign, to become the wonder, to be the testimony. The simple gospel. It's not you knowing. Listen. Yes, know the word, absolutely. But that if the word isn't shifting and changing us and transforming us, this is not, that's not faith. That's more law. We can take the New Testament and make it more law. Bring it back to the beginning. Life, death, resurrection this year. I'm going to live, I'm going to die, and I'm going to be resurrected. And we move into our final stage of resurrection question, where in my life is there evidence of new life? Good job. <laughs> I just had this vision of me standing in a barren land. Just barren, 360 barren. But that as God opens my eyes, everywhere I looked as I turned in a circle, everywhere I put my eyes, just life, it just came from dry ground. <laughs> nothing, nothing that I've done, just, just living in faith. My works did not produce that life. My faith did. My humility. My surrender. Just death to it. The death didn't come through the life before the death. It came through the death that then brought resurrection, power, ability to see, think, hear clearly, simplify my life back to the things that matter most, seek Him first and His righteousness. And everywhere I looked around that 360 barrenness, life, life. <laughs> Second question. How does my new life point to the goodness and power of my miracle-working God? This is where the rubber hits the road. How, how is this an outward expression? How, how is this evidence in my life? Ask Him.
Yeah, power, resurrection, life. It's working in you. All right. Next question. You're going to finish this song with, what is God giving me authority, which is the right, and power, which is the ability to do this next year? What is God giving me authority and power to do this next year? Receive it. I want you to pull it in. This is yours. If you're going to hold on to something, this is where you're going to grab tight. What is he giving you the power and the authority because of the resurrection? Here I am, God, arms wide open. Pouring out my life, gracefully broken. good final question and then we close just start cooling down by the way just start easing self yourself back this is good work this is your testimony remember the whole point of this resurrection thing it's because the resurrection the, the whole Thing, the whole thing we believe in falls apart if there's no resurrection, but there was. And that's why, so this is why the Christian faith exploded. The resurrection. No body found. He came back. He was seen. Eyewitnesses, 500 eyewitnesses were enough to start a revolution. What they saw, we see. That's why we can read the stories of Jesus in the gospel and have hope that he's still doing it today because it's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to go away. You won't see me like you have seen me, but you're going to see me in greater ways. And so we have. Question. How will I use my voice, my words, this year to share the good news? It has to go out, you guys. Otherwise, you're just hoarding freedom. And the same way we just hoard calories, it just can't be. You won't be healthy. How are you going to spend it this year? How will I use my voice, my words this year to share the good news? This is discipleship. This is what God's interested in. Take your story. Tell others the treasure you have found. How will you do that? Ask them. Arise, little girl, Jesus said. Take my hand and get out of your bed. Come alive, you've been fast asleep. Come live, come and walk with me. There's a new way to live Though you were living But that's not what you've been All right. I think most of you are going to have to go back and listen to this and 
sit down like I am. <laughs> and uh, it's good you worked it out, but now write it down. Some serious assignment there. Your assignment is to become the sign. That's all of our assignments. Become more the sign, more of the wonder on earth. Just preach the word in and out of season. Preach it, become it, and all these things will be given to you. So thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this new year. Thank you that we're here. We can breathe, that our bodies move, and however they move, we're so grateful. Thank you for those that are just sitting and tapping their toes. Thank you that their hearts are upright. Thank you that their heads are up. Thank you that it's in the upright head that the crown stays on his head. We love you. We trust you with all this testimony. Do it in us. In Jesus' name, amen.
But now I